Can we put a little All Nations on it? Just a little bit. Come on, see. Say I am free. Let's go. Praise the Lord. No longer bad.
And I won't turn back because I want to see my Jesus someday. Bow your heads with us. Father God, we thank you for this morning, oh God. We thank you for your blessings, oh God. We ask you, Lord God, that you'll continue to bless the remaining portion of the service. Oh God, be with us individually and collectively, Lord God. Let there be anointing. Move upon us like never before, oh God. I pray that you will touch those that are on the way, those that are here this morning. Lord God, as we continue to worship you, we ask you, Lord God, that you will continue to use us for your glory and for your glory only, Lord God. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, church. Let's give the Lord. Lord, a round of applause this morning. Hallelujah,
And um, some churches have it either a week before or a week after, but we designate the third Sunday of every uh, month in October. And, you know, as Pastor always said, All Nations Sunday shouldn't be just one day, one month in the year. It should be all around 365 days in the week. Amen. In the year, right? Amen. Praise God. But in All Nations Sunday, there, there's one thing on this little brochure that I want to bring to your attention. You know, we've been reaching soul all over this universe. Um, in Africa, um, African immigrant, we have 3.2 million folks in uh, Africa that are part of our uh, UPCI International. Um, the one that really struck me most was um, for our deaf ministry. We have over over 38 um, million people in deaf ministry. So they've been reaching out a lot of deaf people in uh, All Nations Sunday. And this is one of those ministries that is very critical to our organization. Because we can reach people regardless of who they are. You know, whatever your ethnic group is, you know, we're here to reach everyone. Amen. Um, there's another brochure that I have, which is called uh, C3, which means uh, cultivate, communicate your calling. So whatever your calling is, you may be wondering, you know, I'm here in the congregation, you know, what is it that is there for me to do? There's a lot of things that is there for you to do. We have one program that is, it's a 10 to 15 days program. It's a trip that you can experience in the MCL, which is a multicultural ministry. It's a mission program to assist reaching culture in the North America. We have another program that we can reach also that you can reach that you can be involved in. It's a one to three months uh, assignment, you know, to reach other, you know, ethnic group to work with other church planters in our communities. So whatever it is that you're, you're sitting there and said, what can I do in the congregation uh, to reach, um, you know, someone for the, the, the sake of Christ Jesus we want to encourage you. Don't sit on your ministry. You don't know what your ministry is. Come and talk to us. We'll help to steer you. We'll help to guide you. Because God has a work for every single person that is sitting here this morning. Those who are watching online, God have a work for you this morning. You know, all you have to do is to make sure you repent of your sin. You get baptized in Jesus' name. And God will baptize you with the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. We have, uh, you know, you can look around the sanctuary. We have all kinds of flag representing all nation here this morning and we have at least four person that's going to be coming up this morning and that's just going to give us a two to three minutes uh, snapshots of what's going on uh, we're going to have sister joy she's going to be our first person that she's going to be coming up and she's going to say something to us here this morning amen amen just continue to worship oh god this morning because he's worthy to be praised hallelujah hallelujah amen praise god hallelujah As you are, as old as you are, you have never changed. Ancient of days, as old as you are, as old as you are, you will never change. Ancient of days, as old as you are. As old as you are, you have never changed. Ancient of days, as old as you are, as old as you are, you will never change. Praise the Lord. So, uh, COVID thought that uh, it would stop the spread of gospel. 
but he didn't. So right now, the evangelists are still busy in Nigeria, spreading the gospel, planting churches everywhere. COVID did not stop them. So I'm saying, no matter where you are, no matter what is going on with you, do not look back. Because just for the fact that you woke up this morning is enough to give glory and honor to him. And I say to the God we worship, I give you all glory, I give you all honor, and in everything you have done for me and for the church members, we will never forget to give you all the glory and honor to you. Be your name exalted. Be your name magnified in all and all things. In Jesus' name. Thank you very much. start off with a little song, it's a little chorus with um, a little pastor in it, and um, we're going to start off from there. Now it's Fimi, 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 Jesus of Fimi, Fimi when me weary, Fimi when me dreary, Fimi, 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 Jesus of Fimi, Jesus my Lord of Fimi, 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 He can be for you, for you, for you, He can be for you. Feel you when you're weary, feel you when you're dreary, feel you, feel you, feel you. He can be for you. Jesus, my Lord, can be for you, for you, for you. Okay? <laughs> All right. So, my name is Sonia Kellyman, and I'm from the best Caribbean island, Jamaica. Jamaica is being blessed with God's mercies, right? And I think God has has a very special love for Jamaica. As there has been numerous times when hurricanes uh, are heading straight to Jamaica and God diverts them. Jamaica does not suffer the onslaught of natural disasters as other islands do. Jamaica is said to have churches to every square mile. And so it is referred to as the island of too many churches. So at all times, there are persons praying for the country. God is also using other ministries like food for the poor and and friends for the poor to provide shelters for the homeless and food for the hungry. God is a wonderful God, and he is still working. The Daily Bread Ministries seek to enable persons throughout Jamaica to have a daily encounter with God and to learn more about his ways. Amidst the COVID, all of these things are still going on. One of the most important things I heard recently is that, uh, sorry, they, they are bringing... They are taking God. They took God out of the schools in Jamaica. 
However, they are bringing God back in the schools. Yes. In the high schools, um, some years ago, they didn't have devotion. You ring the bell and the children go to their classes and teachers begin class. The primary schools, you will have a little devotion with them, but um, you take out like Bible, religious, I mean Bible knowledge. When we were going to school, we had Bible knowledge, right? You learned the Bible, you learned um, stories from the Bible, scripture verses and so on. My time in the classroom was taken out. You put in religious education. That means you do not teach the children Christianity. You're not supposed to do that. Right? You're not supposed to indoctrinate them into Christianity. You have to teach them about Christianity. You teach them about it, but you don't use, you don't indoctrinate them. You teach them also about Rastafarianism. You teach them about Islam and uh, the, 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 the What's the people, the, those people there again, um, the Muslims, whatever their um, religion is. So those poor you have to teach. So now God is talking to people out there to put, back, put him back in the school because you know things will be better. So although the pandemic is in rage, his servants are still working and God is still in control. People are working to gain souls for his kingdom. That baptism in Jesus' name is still being done. Okay? Now, Jamaica, Jamaican's native tongue is English. However, it's a very unique and interesting language. It's called the dialect Creole or Patois. Yes? It is surprisingly to many people to know that Jamaican don't always speak Patois and most times speak eloquently. Yes, Jamaicans do not need a Patois Bible to understand God's word. Yes, yes, they do not. So I am going to read this over in Patois. Jamaica native tongue are English. Our language, however, is very unique, very interesting. And the name Patwa, we talk Patwa a lot of times. And many people think, say, Jamaican no know English. <laughs> but we know English because we can talk English. Amen. And anybody, any English person, whether from England or wherever, comes to Jamaica and talk to a Jamaican, we understand what they say. They know how to talk in a patwa so we understand what they say. And I think, say, the patwa Bible are insults to Jamaicans. A big insult, right? So we don't need that. Jamaicans do not. Jamaicans don't need the patwa to understand the word of God. Bonjour, bonjour, mon nom c'est Madeline. My name is Madeline. I'm from Haiti. Um, I'm going to give you a, a quick overview of Haiti. Just overview. 
the documented uh, history of Haiti began to begin uh, in December 1492, when uh, an Italian explorer, Christopher Columbus, uh, 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 um, sell. No, he didn't discover nothing. <laughs> <laughs> When Christopher Columbus sailed <laughs> for Spain, uh, and then and then uh, it, it came up to an island that was inhabited uh, 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 by the Taino. The Taino were uh, were known to be uh, a, uh, Spanish Indian. However, um, because of slavery and smallpox epidemic, killed 90% of the Taino. And then the French uh, uh, imported slaves from West Africa, especially Senegal and Congo. So they, uh, they intermarried with uh, European and, uh, and uh, African. The French influence began in 1625, and the French control started in 1660, and modern Haiti started then. After 35 years, the island divided between West and East. That's why you have Santo Domingo and Haiti. Yeah. <laughs> Haiti uh, uh, quickly became very wealthy French colony. It was dependent on the African slaves because they did the sugar and the coffee. And then after, uh, however, in, 1970, in 1791, the Haitian slave wars against uh, the, the French because of a decade of struggle. Before they attacked the French, the night before they attacked the French, the slaves, they did a, a ceremony, which uh, in, the bio, in the history of Haiti, it's, it's called Bwakaima, which they de dedicated the island to the spirits. Right, right? The Haitian people learned the, uh, the language of the master, which was French. However, because they couldn't understand and pronounce the words, a dialect was formed. We call it Creole. <laughs> right? So Haiti was the first uh, um, independent. Uh, the independence uh, was uh, proclaimed in 1804. Well, we know now that Haiti has a lot of problems associated with uh, poverty and uh, government instability. However, in in, until 1970, Haiti was nearly 100% Catholic. 50 to 80% of the population practice Buddhism. They do. Some, <laughs> some shone away or went to another denomination to cover themselves from Buddhism and spiritually, I mean, a spiritual family of spirits. I'm one of them because of that witchcraft. Now, we are 16% of the population is Protestant, which includes 10% Baptist, 4% Pentecostal, 4 Adventists, and 1% uh, uh, others, whatever that is. We have <laughs> now, they do have more than 17 missionary stations in Haiti. And then uh, the uh, Christian Relief Fund bring, uh, bringing water to Haiti by drilling wells and send children to school. They empower women uh, to take care of their home. And then they improve in health community in Haiti. And then there's a program called WASH, 
W-A-S-H, that program is sharing the good news uh, of Jesus Christ by planting churches. And then from some small village where they have a lot of uh, voodoo priests, and then the people are not really doing that witchcraft as much. So that's been God is putting witchcraft out of business, the priests out of business. <laughs> Amen. Good morning, all. Um, uh, no, all. <laughs> Unlike uh, the sisters who preceded me, um, I didn't emigrate to this country. I am a third generation. Uh, my uh, grandparents uh, came across the water uh, from Italy and from Ireland. I've been asked to talk about Ireland. Uh, my, my dad is, is Irish. Uh, my family was kind of immersed in that Irish culture. And so uh, when we were planning all of this, uh, Pastor made a comment about, so what native tongue is Brother Tom going to speak in? And so um, they speak English in Ireland. It has, then I, don't, I, I couldn't, I can't talk that. <laughs> I, I, w- I will share Malada Dia, which is praise God. That's, that's Celtic. And uh, the sing-songy uh, way in which the Irish will speak I tried. <laughs> I'm not going to embarrass myself this morning. <laughs> but what is neat is that um, the Lord led each of us to sort of share something a little bit different. And so um, I, I did a little investigating about what's happening in Ireland. Um, so some background. Um, the district of UPCI that Ireland is in is called Great Britain United Kingdom District. It's, and it's not a district like we are in the district here. They've actually become a general uh, situation there. So they have a general superintendent. Um, the current general superintendent for uh, the Emerald Isle, which is Ireland, um, is a Jamaican. Um, his name is Leroy Francis. And he was the one who brought the oneness message there, uh, which is pretty kind of really kind of neat. And um, so Ireland is called the Emerald Isle, but there's actually two nations there. Um, Ireland was once united, but um, somewhere in the 70s, there was uh, pretty much almost a terroristic revolt there. And uh, the country is 48% Protestant and uh, 42%. Catholic, and the flag, which is directly behind me, the one that has green, white, and orange on it, uh, the green represents the Catholics, and the orange represents the Protestants. And just for a side note, I I remember very clearly uh, as a kid, um, it was St. Patrick's Day. We were watching the St. Patrick's Day parade, and I had a favorite sweatshirt. I had it on, and it was orange. And my dad said, go back to your room and take it off. And I just thought, what is that? I didn't understand what that meant, and so just the thought, it's, there's a very fierce pride about that. And so the, 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 the missionaries that are there in that nation are bringing a message that's blended. Um, um, side note as well is that the uh, North Ireland uh, nation um, has a peace wall through the center of Belfast. The peace wall is because the Protestants live on one side and the Catholics live on the other. And there are places of neutrality that are throughout the, the city. And that's where the missionaries are. 
and they're bringing that message, which is really kind of neat. So um, Northern Ireland is where I was uh, spending some time in my research, and I learned these things. Um, there's three areas in that nation where there is a focus uh, in Belfast, in uh, an, uh, Dublin, as well as another city called Dundalk. Um, Dundalk, the man, the, the brother who is leading that effort there, is Nigerian, which is really kind of neat. Uh, the other thing I learned is that the, uh, the, the gentleman who is uh, recently planted in Belfast, um, we all remember Pastor McFarland? Pastor McFarland's roommate in Bible college is leading the effort over there. And I just thought it was all kind of neat that, you know, God is at work. This global missions thing is really very real, and the, the Lord is just blending it all. And so um, what a great day. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. I thank everyone this morning for uh, your participation this morning. If you notice all around the room, as I said earlier today, you know, all these, this place was decorated by some ladies and gentlemen who work hours after everyone was gone home. I want to say thanks to Sister Maddie, thanks to Sister Wyatt, thanks to Brother Tom for pulling off and make our nation the way it is. We greatly appreciate everyone's sacrifice and effort in bringing out the day the way it is, you know. Um, you know, because of our new norm, normally we'd have like a little potluck day, we'd have a little food, but things just change, you know. We don't have that time anymore, and, you know, we're just living in some abnormal time right now. So it doesn't stop us from continuing to share the message. Tell someone about the love of Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says God so loved the world. Not just for some people. But he loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. Uh, I was driving up this morning. And pastor I was saying to myself. Oh my God. You know. I, I know someone had said it early in one of our meetings. That sometimes we feel like we're short changes. We know we have a 9 a.m. service. And we have a 10.30 service. But um. You know, what I'm saying this morning is leading up to something. Um, and, and yes, to a certain extent, we feel short change. Only because our 9 a.m. service think, you know, they're not getting what the 10.30 service is getting. And sometimes, you know, we don't get to see each other the way we need to see each other like the way things used to be. And um, so saying this to say that, we're trying to get a building. If there's someone out there that have $1.7 million and you want to be a blessing, you want to be a blessing, God will bless you. In fact, I want you to tune in for the sermon coming up right after our offering this morning. You're going to see why you, if you have that $1.7 million, don't sit on it. God's not going to bless you if you sit at $1.7 million. If you want to be a blessing, God will bless you. So we're going to ask you to give a good offering this morning. Be a blessing this morning. You know, we want to be able to get into a big room where we can be able to meet each other, see each other, at least can nod our hands or, you know, bow heads, let everyone know we see you. You know, but when we're so distant, we don't see each other. Amen. So we're going to ask you if you could stand with us this morning. And um, as we receive this morning's offering, if you need an envelope, if you want to pay electronically, it's to my left, your right. Or to my right, your left. Amen. Sister Patrice is there. She'll take your mask, the debit, or visa. Amen. If you have a, you know, want to give into the basket, we make it convenient. We have two baskets up front, one in the back, in the middle section there. 
So feel free, you know, whichever way you want to go, in the back, in the front, you know, just give a good offering unto the Lord. Amen. If you can stand, we're going to ask you to stand. Father God, we love you, Lord God. We thank you for what we have already felt in this place, O oh God. You're truly great and you're greatly to be praised. We give you all the glory and all the honor. Father God, we thank you in advance for all that you've been doing in the service. And we ask you to continue blessing upon the remaining portion of the service as we're about to receive this morning's offering. Oh God, we ask you to touch every giver, Lord God. Oh God, those who have to give, those who have not likewise, make a way so they can be a blessing into your kingdom, Lord God. Open up doors for us like never before as we give you all the glory and all the honor. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. And everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. Amen. Give unto the Lord this morning in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
Come on, church. God is great and greatly to be praised. God is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. One of our uh, members in our church uh, that's, th- that usually get involved with the service virtually, uh, as you've heard me say, his name is Paul Brantley. And I wish I could, I wish he was here this morning. <laughs> or I could just be sitting next to him. <laughs> I would love to hear what he has to say. Whatever he's uh, writing on Facebook, whatever he's writing, that's, that's probably just a, a snippet of how he feels. <laughs> I would love to hear what he's saying right now. He's funny. So what did he say so far, Patrice? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I love to look at his comments. He is so good. And I just can just picture everything that he has said about All Nation Sunday this morning. Welcome to All Nation Sunday. As I mentioned to you, I believe every Sunday, every time we get together, uh, people should look around and say, wow, because it should be people from all nation, all kindred, all tongue, all nationality, because that's what heaven will look like. And so you will all, the spirit of the Lord will always be manifested in such a different way when it's just a diverse group of people who will come together and worship the Lord, because we're just getting a glimpse and a taste of what heaven is going to be. That's why, for the life of me, I don't know why we have um, racism and all this stuff. Because if we're involved in all that stuff, just know we're not going to heaven. You know, you you, you involved in all that kind of stuff. You're not going to heaven. You, you know, if, if your heart is not right when it comes down to people and just loving people no matter who they are, we're not going to heaven. Because there will be all types of people in heaven. And so if you don't like a certain group of people, you're not going to just that simple. I don't care who you are. I don't care what group you are and what group you don't like. If you have issues in your heart and not loving everyone and you are partial to certain groups, you're not going to heaven. Just saying, just in case we overlook those things, because sometimes we behave in a certain way and we make excuses for our behavior. And the excuse that we make, what we're really saying in essence is I'm okay. The excuse is supposed to say you're okay. Your behavior should be acceptable. Not with Jesus. As much as he is love and he loves you, he will not accept anything other than what he tells you you need to give to him. We said that. So he loves you. Don't think the love is going to be the way you sneak into heaven. There's no sneaking into heaven. (laughs) Oh, he loves us. So we'll, we'll just sneak in because, you know, he'll kind of just let that go. I can let it go. Your friend that like you can let it go. Your parents and your sibling can let it go. But Jesus is too righteous and holy. He can't let anything that is unrighteous or anything ungodly go. He can't let it go. So we got to work this thing out. And so I love All Nation Sunday. So it it gives us a chance to work it out. (laughs) Work it out. Amen. As Brother Scarlett mentioned, I wish... We uh, had the, the, the opportunity to dine like we normally do the past years before COVID. After our service today, we will taste all the nations, you know, that represents, you know, the makeup of the congregation. And we would just taste the food and just sit around and eat and talk. And, 
unfortunately, COVID has messed with that. But we'll get back to that. I have no doubt that we're going to get back to a time where we will be able to embrace one another. We will be able to do the things we used to do. Amen. I just pray and hope that when we are able to do that again, we will really remember the time when we couldn't. So we will appreciate it because <laughs> we won't be able to do it. But let's hope that we remember. Wow. There was a time we couldn't embrace. There was a time we couldn't eat together just out like that. And, and now we can. And then hopefully we'll appreciate it at that time. Welcome, everyone, to Christ Center Church, where Christ is our central focus. And so we thank God today for everything that has transpired. I can tell you, I enjoyed everything. I enjoyed everyone, the ladies and Brother Tom that came up and shared with us. I love I love to learn. And so um, when when folks begin to give me understanding and 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 Sister Maddie, oh, man, you, you helped us out today. Amen. So, um, Miss Joy, we, we, you, you might you might you might as well start practicing with praise and worship, Miss Joy. Amen. We got to do something, but I just enjoyed all of you. And Sister Kellerman, you, you might have to sing that song again. <laughs> oh, man, I enjoyed it. Sister Maddie, um, my wife, Nicola, um, um, Brother Tom, Brother Scarlett, always here. And all of you that just came and, you know, put the time in and the effort in to make the place look the way it looked and everything that we did. And we just appreciate you so much. Amen. Thank you so much. Praise singers. What can we say? I think Mr. Brantley might have said everything that needs to be said about the praise and worship. He probably said something like praise and worship is lit this morning. I think you know, I can't. I, I just want to be in one service with him and just let him be him. You know, amen. And so I can just picture him just 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 saying what he says. He's a he's a talking man and he knows how to express himself. So I just want to be around him one, just at least one time in service that he can express what's going on. But praise and worship, you all did wonderful. Thank you so much. I didn't know you all speak. Um, somebody messed with Aisha and said she was um, singing in Spanglish, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get into that because, you know, Barcelona people usually speak proper Spanish, you know, so I'm not going to give her a hard time about that. You killed it, Sister Riego. You killed it, Sister Riego. Amen. Hallelujah. Good to see everyone. Good to be in the house of the Lord. We're on to something, church. I felt that in my spirit as myself. We're on to something. I know, I know the way I minister the word of God to you. It is so challenging. But don't, 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 don't back down from a challenge. Don't back down. This, what I preach to you is eternal life that's at stake. Don't back down from a challenge. And when the word of God comes very challenging to you, say, I'm not backing down. I'm going to embrace it. And I'm going to fight till the end to live out this word, God's word. I'm not backing down from it because I know God is up to something and God wants the best for me. Amen. God wants the best for you. And every once in a while, say that to yourself. God wants the best for me and I'm going to be all right. And I'm going to keep fighting the good fight of faith because God wants the best for me. Amen. So let the word of God challenge you. Don't you frown when it challenges you. Just say, I'm going to get it right. 
and not just make it be lip service, really and truly do everything you can to let the word of God become a part of your life and you start living this thing out. Amen. Let's stand to our feet and let's turn to uh, Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. Amen. So Sister Jess is going to complain that she didn't um, get the people that, you know, <laughs> that's what she's going to say. But she got a video that they didn't get. Uh, she can't mess with me. I always can. Yeah. So, you know, she, the, the nine o'clock service, they got a video. They didn't get the live, you know, Sister Maddie and, and Sister Kellerman and uh, Sister Joy singing with her sweet voice and Brother Tom coming up as the educator. They, they didn't get them. But they they got the video, though, and the video gave them information. That video was pretty good. Yeah. So the 1030 service missed out on the video. So, yeah, we're all good. Amen. Yeah. Well, we can't help ourselves. We got to compare. Mm-mm-mm. I, I, I know God is so good that, listen to me, I trust God um, implicitly. And one of the things I know is God always gives you what you need. Whatever he does at 9 a.m., that's just what you needed. It doesn't matter what it looked like at 1030. Just know what whatever God is doing in the service you're in, that's what you need. And sometimes we want what we want, not what we need. And so when we don't get what we want, we're disappointed because we got what we need. (laughs) But God is good to us. And he's always giving us what we need, not necessarily what we want. Does he give us what we want at times? Yes. But the first requirement is for you to receive or to be given what you need. You need the Holy Ghost. You need to be born again. You need to be blessed. You might want a new car. You might not get that. Uh huh. <laughs> You know what I mean, Cheryl? Let me just look this way. You know what I mean, Cheryl? You might want a new car, but you don't need a new car. <laughs> oh, Daryl feeling good over there. Touchdown. If, if you can pull that mask down just a little bit, I think your smile would just go a little extra. <laughs> oh, man, Daryl is over there smiling like that's right. Let, let let me be the star of the show right now. <laughs> oh, you can't be that mean. The man got a nice car. Let him enjoy his car. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So I have a guest card in my hand. And I am going to try to say our guest's name without making a mess so sister magda dolores dorleans good morning welcome to christ center church we're so grateful that you're here this morning and we don't take it lightly that you've come and guess what i know you may have come because you're invited god never makes mistakes God had something to do with you being here today. So I want you to just relax, be at ease and say, God, I'm not going to fight you. Whatever you have in store, I will take it and I will do what you want me to do. Don't worry about it. He's in control. If we say he is who he is, 
then let's just let him do what he do. But we welcome you to Christ Center Church. We're so glad to have you. And anything at all we can do to make your day better, don't hesitate. Amen. Thank God. Make sure you greet her and love her before she leaves, that she'll know she's never been in a church more loving than this church. Amen. Because this is a loving church. This is a church that care about you. Amen. We got we to gotta fight to not embrace. The other day, Cheryl been giving me the, um, the um, you know, then um, Thursday night she couldn't help. Ah, I can't help it no more. We're a loving church. We're a loving church. We can't help it. We like to embrace each other and talk to each other and spend time with one another. We like to touch one another. And COVID is killing us. But Cheryl and I, we think we still have antibodies, so we're not worried about it. Here we go. Cheryl and I think we have antibodies, so we just think that, you know, we're Teflon. We're good. You can bring it all on. We got it. (laughs) All right. Genesis chapter 12, verse number one. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house. Why would God tell anybody to leave? Their family. I mean, we got to look at this thing sometimes straight up and deal with it the way we need to deal with it and not try to make it feel good all the time. Sometimes the word of God is going to make you feel good. Other times it's going to, uh, uh, uh. Both times it's right. You just got to deal with it. And so God told Abraham or Abram at that time, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred among your brethren and from thy father's house. Unto a land I will show thee, verse number two, and I will make thee a great nation. I love the Lord. When are we going to trust him? I can't say enough of this. He says, leave the home that you're living in with your family, father, mother, brother, all your relatives. Only take your immediate family with you and go. But then he shows up real quick and says, because I'm going to make you a nation. God never tells you to do anything without giving you something. Oh, church. I wish we would just trust him the way we need to, because he never tells. I don't care how hard it might seem. He would not ask you a hard thing and not give you something really good. If you read your Bible closely, you'll see the Bible says God owes no man nothing. And if he doesn't owe us anything, it means his compensation every time for us will exceed what we really should have. Hmm. So he's telling this dude to leave, but then he's going to make him a nation. So think about this. You leave a house with a few people. Just say you got a big family. And that was about 30 people. How does 30 people compare to a nation? You see what I'm saying? Just if we stop sometime and begin to slow it down and look into what God is telling us, I don't see how we don't just give it all to him and just follow him. He called the dude out of his house and says, I'm going to make you a great nation. And listen, he didn't stop there. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shall be a blessing. Listen to that. So God told him to leave home for a little bit. I'm taking you someplace else. Leave everybody behind. 
But here is what I promise I will give to you. You weigh it and you tell me what's better. Stay home and be around everybody that you're familiar with and have no God. Or go where God is taking you, where God's presence will be with you, where, where God will make you a nation, where God will make your name great, where God will bless you and you will be a blessing. Does that even measure up? That doesn't even measure up. But for many of us, we would probably just still stay in the country, in the house where we grew up with our family members and just just stay right there. Not Abram. Verse three. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that cursed thee. That's a powerful statement right there. I've lived that already. Where people that show me goodness, they experience goodness. And people that treat me bad. I've seen that with family members. I had family members that did me wrong and boy, they took a beating from my daddy. Woo. Woo. Just do. It's not because I'm trying to be good or, but, but treat God's people right. I don't care how much mistake they make. I don't care what you think of them. Treat God's people right because God will whip your tail and he knows how to make it hurt. You know how when you're growing up, if you grew up with mom and dad, you know, you didn't mind mom beating you. Y'all want me to tell the truth, right? You was almost like, let, let mom beat me. Because when mom beat me, you know what? It wasn't that bad. I, I was able to deal with that. It, was, it didn't hurt that much. You ever got a beating from your dad? <laughs> you never forget the beatings that your dad gave you. You don't forget those. You got so many from mom. Eh, whatever. God knows how to whoop us that we feel it. So don't mess with any of his children, them his children, not yours. Don't whoop them. God will take care of them. Thank you, Brother Henry. Thank you, Sister Hydea. And so he says, I will bless them that bless thee. You want to be blessed? Bless somebody that's godly. You want to be cursed? Then curse somebody that's godly. He says, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Man, nation, great name, bless you. You'll be a blessing. And in you, all families of the earth will be blessed. And we still negotiating whether we should stay. I'm trying to bring it home so you see how we behave. The promises God make us and we still Think it's not good enough. So we just keep doing what we're doing. Just trying to make a point. So Abram departed as the Lord. Smart man. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. You don't have to be young. And even if you're old, you can still get saved. You. Jesus, we place for you are king lord god almighty and you rule and reign and we humble ourselves before you we ask that your power be manifested and that lord god we will see your will here today we want our lives almighty god to be transformed we want oh god an encounter with you today that we will never be the same again lord we want to experience your blessing like we've never experienced and god for those of us that are not yet a 
part of the nation of God. I pray in the name of Jesus that somebody today will make up in their mind to obey you and to do what is required to become a part of the nation of the almighty God. Father, have your way today. Let the blessings of the Lord, if you will, flow freely upon every one of us that, Lord, we will be changed, not knowing the old ways again, but knowing this way of Christ. In Jesus' name, we pray. Somebody say amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you on this topic this morning. Blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Listen to me carefully this morning. Land, family, and inheritance were among the most significant elements in ancient society. I think it's the same today still. For farmers and herdsmen, land was their livelihood. For city dwellers, land represented their political identity. Descendants represented the future. Children provided for their parents in old age and enabled a family line to extend another generation. They gave proper burial to their parents and honored the names of their ancestors. In some of the ancient Near Eastern cultures, these were considered essential to maintaining a comfortable existence in the afterlife. Hmm. By leaving his father's household, Abram was given up his inheritance. He was given up his right to family property. You leave this house, boy, you ain't getting nothing from me. Mm-hmm. By giving up his place in his father's household, he forfeited security. Mm-hmm. But this is what Abraham or Abram at the time was doing. He was putting his survival, his identity, his future and his security in the hands of all mighty God. Church, hear me. When you do what you want to do, your security and your future is in your hands. I don't know if you can trust your hands, but when you do what you want to do, you will be responsible for your future and all of your security. It's in your hands. But I read somewhere in the Bible where Jesus says, no man can pluck you out of my hand. (laughs) So it means anybody that commit themselves in the hands of God, your future is secure. You have security and you don't have to worry about losing anything. And you know everything you need will be provided because anything in the hands of God is blessed already. And so, I'm not putting my future in my hands. I can look back over my life, and I I can't even count all the mistakes anymore. 
I can look back over my life and, and, and I can't change all of that stuff that I wish I could change. What do you think I'm going to get to a place today and think I'm grown enough now to, 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 to secure my future and to make everything go right when I have Jesus? Oh, church, let's think about that. Why would we want to take control of things that we really can't control when if we put it in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ, he can make sure it's all good. When the Lord said to Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you, Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. His obedience to Almighty God was an act of faith. Church, whenever we respond to God in obedience, we're demonstrating faith. Whenever we respond to God in disobedience, we are not demonstrating an act of faith. Hear me this morning. God is trying to help us. He's trying to speak to us. The call of God will always require action on our part. God will then provide the provision. So there is no way possible for God to call you out, for God to tell you, come on, for God to say, follow me, and you don't have to do anything. That's why it behooves me when I hear anyone speaks of salvation and they believe all they have to do is just say, I believe that Jesus Christ died and rose on the third day, and then they're saved. You didn't do anything. God said in his word that my people, they praise me with their lips, but in their heart, they're far from me. So something tells me just by speaking a word about the things of God, it's not good enough. It's how I respond in my actions. And when God reaches out to us and says something to us, it warrants action on our part. And the goodness of God says, and when you put into action the things I've said I will begin to provide so as you come on this journey along the way I will take care of you whatever you need I will defend you I will protect you and those that try to harm you I will come against them remember what he says I will curse them that curse you and I will bless them that bless you on your journey with Christ when people treat you good God makes sure they know that he will take care of them. I took care of you because you treated my people good But when they curse you, God will come against them and say, don't you ever. What is there to lose? I'm trying to figure out why don't we do what God says. I'm trying to figure out why don't we go when God calls us because I don't know what are we losing. Yeah, we're losing something. But but, but how does that compare to what God has given us? How does it compare? You and I today may not be called to actually leave our homes. Isn't that good news? This is the idea God is not calling you to leave Sam. God don't do that kind of stuff. He's not calling you. He's not calling you to leave your kids. He's not calling you to leave uh, your loved ones. He, no, no, no. That's not what he's calling us to do today. Uh-uh, no, that's not what he wants. So don't nobody get no idea and try to mess the preacher up and, and, and say, well, the preacher said, you know, God called Abram. And so the preacher's called, God is calling me. So I need to leave y'all. This is how, you know, this is how false doctrine and cults get started. You know, they go out and say, the preacher says, Abram left his family. So I'm leaving you. 
Oh, God help us. No, no, no. God is not calling us today to leave. Okay? Now, there's some missionaries that he's called to go to be in Ireland or Haiti or Jamaica or, or, or go to Nigeria. Yeah, I'm sure there's people that he's calling to do that. But as for right now, what we know, those of us that are here today, he's not calling us to get up and leave our family and leave our homes. But hear me. But what he is calling us to do is to leave a lifestyle of ungodliness, to leave a lifestyle of self-centeredness and live in Christ, pursuing Christ. That's what he's calling us to leave. You know, sanctification, if you, you, you've heard that word before, you try to figure out what is what does sanctification mean, or even uh, holiness, because the two words work together. And what, what always gets us in trouble is we understand when God is telling us to refrain from, or to leave that alone, or to uh, uh, come away from that, or to not do that anymore. And so when God is calling us out of something, He is calling us unto something. But a lot of times what we do is we try to come out of the something and then never go unto the something. And when you get stuck in the middle, then you will never be able to please God. I I believe the Bible might, might, might describe being stuck in the middle as being lukewarm. Mm -hmm. So when God called you, you can't leave the stuff that because sometimes it's so clear to say, well, that ain't good for me. So let me just move away from that. So you even can see that. So it's obvious when God call you from something that's not good to pull away from it. But where we get stuck at is we stay in the middle and never go on to what he's calling us to. Uh huh. And that's what God is trying to get all of us to understand this morning. I'm calling you away from a lifestyle of sin. I'm calling you away from a lifestyle of ungodliness, but I'm calling a lifestyle of Christ, of righteousness and holiness and sanctification. That's what I'm calling you to. The calling will require us to be separated from the people among us whom we dwell. Don't don't leave me now. Don't leave me now. But still dwell among them. (laughs) Uh, so, so God is saying, I need you to be separated from the people around you who are not godly, but I still need you to dwell among them. <laughs> he is telling them, be in the world, but not of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be in the world, but not of the world. This is not an easy thing. It is far easier to become a monk or a nun and shut yourself up alone than it is to live in the midst of ungodliness, self-centeredness, and yet yourself be godly. To mix with the usual host of thinkers, yet not think as they think. But to endeavor to think the thoughts of God and to obey the will of God. Our Lord Jesus Christ was the perfect example of this. 
if you study Jesus, you will see Jesus came and he was in the world, but not of the world. Jesus came and you will see he was among sinners, but he was not a sinner. Jesus came and you'll see he slept in the houses that we sleep in and he, 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 he moved around and moved about, but yet and still he wasn't like those that were worldly. We can do it. I'm not telling you it's easy. I pointed that out before I said that, but I'm telling you we can do it. And that's the example Jesus gave us, which means we can do it. Somebody say, I can do it. it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He ate and drank just as they did. He sat at their table, slept in their houses, and talked with them by the way. Yet, was he always holy, harmless, undefiled, and separated from all that was unrighteous? We can do it, church. Mm-hmm. We are to be separated in reality, to be separated by a higher tone of morals. I don't know if you know this. Did you know as a Christian, here's something that you probably want to understand. The Bible talks about the law. The Old Testament is the law. And a lot of us say, boy, I'm glad I didn't live in the Old Testament days because, man, the law was tough. That was something else. Listen to me. Love is a higher calling than the law. Preacher, what do you mean? Love. Here is how we normally do law. What does the law say I can and can't do? Okay. And then you know what we do? We try to get as close as possible to what we can't do. Close as possible to what we can't do and try not to do it so we can be safe. You know what that means, though? Your motive is twisted. That's what it means. You're trying your best. You know that's wrong. There are some Christians today still, they don't realize it, but they're living according to the law. You shouldn't be doing that. Because all they're looking at is the do's and the don'ts. How can I stay away from that but still, you know, kind of get around it? But love says, I do it because it's, I, I, I love to do it. I'm not treating you good, Brother Sam, because God said treat you good. I treat you good because I want to treat you good. You see, the motive has changed. So when love is in operation in your life, you do things because you want to do them. But, but when you're going by the law, you're doing it so you don't get in trouble. You're trying to live for God, trying to follow the laws. Church, hear me. We will not make it. But if we're going to live for God and, 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 and let love reign and let love be the guide in our life, then hear me, you will make it. Because our motives need to be checked. The law mess your motives up. So I thank God that I'm living in a dispensation of grace where there's supposed to be love that reigns in our life because love is a higher calling than the law. You didn't know that, huh? You thought, 
Man, I'm glad I didn't live in those times. No, you're, 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 you're being called to a higher standard than some law that tells you do's and don'ts. Yeah, I got to touch you. So, how you look, some of you struggle to say, well, I look this way because you know what? This is the way God wants me to look. This is what's required. How I look is because I want to look this way. I love the I love the Lord. I love everything about what he says. And so I, I, I carry myself in a way because I want to. Not because I feel forced to. Not because I'm trying to obey a law. Not because I'm trying to represent a law. No, I'm doing it because I want to. Because I love the Lord. Love's supposed to be the motive that drive our actions. Uh-huh. I know I'm talking about blessed to be a blessing. But I've got to show you how you get to the point of being blessed. That's, that, that's what I'm trying to point out to you. Because so many people are walking around, as we said this morning, like to say, I'm blessed and some of them say, and highly favored. I'm blessed and highly favored. And I'm wondering how everybody blessed. You go on social media and everybody blessed. And I'm just like, my Lord, that's how it work. Either we're deceiving ourselves or we're just lying to everybody. Because we're not all blessed. I hate to break the news. When God called Abraham to make him a great nation. He was establishing a nation of his people, a called out people, which today is still in place, a nation of God's people. So God called Abraham to start a nation of the people of God. And today there's still a nation in this earth that's called the people of God. And so when he called Abraham, Abraham left the house of, 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 of familiar people, friends and family. He he got up and left, and man, it must have broke his heart to leave behind his loved ones. But God called him to a higher place, and God called him to bless him in a magnificent way. And he called him and made of him a nation that still reigns today, a nation of God. Oh, my goodness. Who wouldn't trade that? Who wouldn't trade that? What is a nation? How do we nation? What, what, what's the nation? So let's look at it. So a nation represents a group of individuals who are considered as unit with respect to origin, language, land, Jewish prudence or law and government. So when you hear God says, I'm going to make you a great nation. He was saying, listen, I'm going to have a group of people that will be a unit in origin, where they're from, language, the way they speak, what they abide by, land, where they dwell, Jewish prudence or law, the way they conduct their lives. 
and government. Their rulership, the structure, the order. You know what we're talking about right now. This is high time in the United States for government. <laughs> and so God is saying, when I make you a nation, that's what it's all about. So now you want to wonder, how does that work for us today? Well, if he says you got to be a nation and you have to have the same origin, how is that possible? Because we all came from different places. We're all, we're all from, I mean, technically, we all came from um, Noah. Yes? No? I'm not going to get into all that. That's not what I'm preaching today, is he? But I, I would hope that if we read our Bible enough, we know we all came from Noah. But anyway. We've all populated all across our globe in different places, Europe, France, you know, uh, Russia, Germany, uh, you know, Japan, China, uh, Australia, uh, Africa, you know, the Caribbean. Just go on and on. We're all from different places now that we've populated the world. So we're from everywhere. So how can God get a people, a nation that have the same origin? You know how you become a part of the nation? You got to be born into the nation. This is why I'm telling you, church, when the Bible says you must be born again. God knows what he was and knew what he was saying. Because he knew that we will always have excuses as to why we can't become. And his answer to everything we have to say about why we can't become. His answer is all you have to do is start it all over. Be born again. I know you were born naturally, but in order to have the same origin, all of you, you must be born again spiritually. And that's how you start your journey in becoming that great nation that God promised Abram he would be. So in order to be a part of that nation, you must have the same origin. Be born again of the water and of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Baptism in Jesus' name is how you start that process. Well, repentance. You got to repent. You got to realize Jesus Christ is Almighty God in the flesh. And when you realize that and you realize what He has come to do for you and I and how He wants to save us, then when you realize that, you repent of your sins and you get baptized in His name because His name is the only saving name. And so you get baptized in his name. Your sins are washed away. And guess what? Now you have started that journey to become a part of that nation. And he promised that not only that you will have all your sins washed away, but he will fill you with his spirit. Because his spirit is what's going to transform your life. You tell me something else that can transform your life. (laughs) Let me tell you how powerful the spirit is in case you missed it. And God breathed the breath of God into man's nostril and man became a living soul. God breath made us a soul. We became a soul. What else do you think can transform us? You tell me what you think can transform your life. Because I I can tell you there's nothing else that can transform your life but the breath of God. His word 
will help us to live the way he wants us to live. But the thing that transforms your life, that makes you a brand new person, that changes who you are, the way you think, the way you act, the way you live, it is only the breath of God which we call his spirit. It's the only way. We can be changed, nothing else. You cannot prove anything else can change you except for the breath of God. And it was God that breathed and man became a living soul. Mm -hmm. And so our origin, baptism, physically in water, then being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. When you get filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, not me. The Bible says you will speak with another tongue language. Then the land that you will dwell in. We know eventually we will get to the new Jerusalem. But hear me until you get to the new Jerusalem. The land that you dwell in is this flesh that you walk around in. Listen. Wherever God reigns, rules, that's where he's king. God is not looking to reign in the physical earth. He's got that. He's all powerful. He, 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 it's, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So he got that. Because that's physical and that can't do nothing but to do what he does, what he wants it to do. You, on the other hand, you can determine whether or not God reigns and rule in your life. You have that power to determine that. So when you say God... You have preeminence. You be Lord and ruler in my life. Now he becomes king of your life because now he's the ruler, the Lord of your life. And so now that's the land that he lives in is your life. Woo. So don't look for land in this earth because this land, all of this stuff will pass away. Mm-hmm. Look for him to reign in your life. And then finally, when he returns for his church, then we will go to the new Jerusalem. Somebody say amen. amen. His law, which is his word, supposed to be the things that governs and guide how you live. And then he's the shot caller. He makes the laws. He builds up the government. It's, it's his government that's supposed to reign in your life. So when God calls us to become a nation, these are the things that we got to start asking ourselves. What's our origin? What language do we speak? What land do we dwell in? What kind of law do we abide by? And what government is ruling in our life? The nation's great, the, the, the nation's greatness is due to the greatness of her God. Any nation that becomes great or any nation that is great will be because of the God of that nation. If you got a false God, you won't see a whole lot of greatness. If you got an idol God, you won't see a lot of greatness. If, if you've got people that you have put up to be a God, then you'll be as great as those people. But let me give you a little hint. Little hint. Israel, one of the smallest nations in the Middle Eastern country. Little Israel. You hear me? A lot of the countries all around in which they can just crush her and just wipe her out like she don't exist. They want to and they can't. Now figure that one out. You tell me. 
Then if you really do some checking out, Israel's army and air force is one of the tops in the world. That again, that little, little, little thing there that everybody just want to, a lot of people want to do that too. But because their nation, their God is the almighty one, because that's who their God is. They're great. <laughs> you can like them if you want or don't like them. But I'm telling you, the reason why Israel is so, so outstanding. Sister Kellerman, you are right 100%. One of the reasons why that little 2.6 million Caribbean island is still standing today is because there are more Christians in that island than anything else. Majority of them have made the almighty God their God and every nation. One of the challenges we have in the United States today is because we started out. Remember, I preached this on Independence Day Sunday that 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 the reason why this country started and was established was for people to have the freedom to practice their religion, which is to worship the one true and living God. That's why they broke away from Europe to come here. And so this country was built on the, 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 the thoughts of worshiping God freely. And that's why it became a juggernaut. And we say the United States is the greatest country in the world. But now today we're saying, well, I don't know. Maybe it's going down. It's not the greatest country. The only thing that will ever stop this country from being the greatest country in the world, the only thing that gets in the way of this country going down is if it starts which it started already, backing away from its original purpose and making the almighty God its God. That's the only thing that can stop. This is why this country became a superpower. Not because smart people came. We got smart people everywhere in the world. But because people wanted to worship their God freely, God just uh, galvanized us and this country became the greatest country ever. But it was because people said, we're going to serve our God and nobody's going to get in our way. Uh-huh. So the nation's greatness is due to the greatness of her God. That's correct. To become a part of this great nation God promised, truly, we must get into it by being born again of the water and of the spirit. Not only did God promise to Make Abraham a great nation. He said, I will make your name great. Whenever you decide to follow God in obedience, automatically your name changes. Sam, I didn't go down to the township, um, the, 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 Wherever the, the, the office is where you can go change your name when I got saved. When I got saved, when I got born again of water, I didn't go and say, I need to change my name. Nah, still have the same Wayne, same name, Wayne Anthony Wyatt. Same name. And I kept living in that name. But all of a sudden, through my obedience, my name was being changed. Because understand this. 
Whoever you are, when people say your name, they think of who you are, not just your name. So when somebody say Wayne, they're not just thinking the name Wayne. No, no, they think about the embodiment, the person, their behavior, how they live. That's what they're doing. So when you get saved, your name through obedience automatically changes. So when Abram decided to follow God, his name changed. God made his name. And now I come to the portion of the lesson where it says that, and I will bless you. Blessed to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. I will bless thee. Notice that the personal blessing come first. You or I cannot be a blessing to others unless God has first blessed us. You can't first become blessed of God. Listen, I do not encourage selfishness at all. But I do say that if you must fill your own pitcher before another man can drink out of it. You must have your own bread in your hand before you can break it to feed the multitude. It is no use for you to attempt to sow out of an empty basket, for that would be sowing nothing but wind. You must get the blessing yourself first, for until it can be said about you, you've been blessed. It cannot be said that you will be a blessing. What was the blessing which God gave to Abraham? God had made him a prince. He believed and obeyed God, and that believing and obedience made him truly great. Obedience to God will make your name great. If we will trust God through thick and thin, through dark and light, if we will believe and obey God more than we will believe our eyes or ears, if we will... but. Believe steadily knowing that God will keep his promise to the very letter. And if we will, through faith, always respond to God in obedience and never doubt or turn aside, then shall we take hold of every promise God has made to us. The other thing that Abram experienced as a blessing. He had power with God. When God says, I will bless you, God will give you power with him. What does that mean, preacher? God was about to destroy the cities of the plain of Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember that? On, on, on account of their horrible lust. And he said to himself, God said to himself, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Was not he a blessed man concerning whom God asked question? God goes to Abram. And tells him that he was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. When you are blessed of God, God will share his will with you. Part of us being blessed by God is that God revealed to us his will. Uh huh. If we abide in him. And his word abide in us, then we shall ask whatever we want and he will do it. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. The Lord had blessed him 
in all things. Bless them in his troubles. Bless him in those tests of faith. Bless him by sustaining him under all conditions and all situations. Another blessing received was living in an ex- living in an experience in God's presence. When you're blessed of God, you live in God's presence. I'm, I'm winding this thing down, but I need you to hear these next few couple of things before I'm done. If God is with us, if his divine love surrounds us, we carry our own atmosphere wherever we go. Some people might think, I don't know what they may think of me when I show up. But guess what? They don't realize I'm bringing the atmosphere. You don't know who I am, maybe, but wherever I show up, if Christ is in me, I am bringing the atmosphere wherever I am. When I show up to work, the atmosphere change. When I show up in my house, the atmosphere change. Wherever I go, the atmosphere change because God is in me. Love is in me. And so I can change the atmosphere where I go. You are an atmosphere changer if you've got God in you. If you've got God in you, you are an atmosphere changer. You better understand that. And so it's a blessing that God's presence is with you wherever you go. Oh, God, what a blessing. Everybody not blessed. They can stay all they want. They bless. Everybody not blessed. Uh Uh-huh. You and I must get the blessings ourselves first. For not until it can be said about us. That we are blessed. It cannot be said that we can bless others. Yep. And so, finally, you understand that when you obey God and go, he will make of you a great nation. He will make your name great. He will bless you. As a matter of fact, I, I was looking at the word bless. What did it mean in that in that context of where it was? What, what did it mean? And it meant that you would not believe this. It, it meant, yeah, you know, we always say blessings mean, you know, God's favor. And that's true. But I try to look and go through the, the, the context of this word bless in, in those scripture. And the word that keeps coming up is adoration. So when God says to Abram, I'll bless you, he was saying, I will adore you. There are other places you read it says, blessing means the unmerited favor of God. I hear all that. And that's why everybody walk around and think they, 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 they blessed. But when God told Abram, I'm going to bless you and you will be a blessing, what he was saying is, I, 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 will, I will put up on you adoration i adore you and and that's how come when you're blessed of god you don't even have to say it oh when you're blessed of god you show up somebody know something different just happened somebody just showed up that's not like everybody else because he has adorned you he has adorned you with adoration and because you're walking around adorned with adoration the people you 
come around, they start to feel that. Because that starts to come off on you and rub off. They start like, whoa, why do I feel better because this person's here? If when you show up, people don't feel better, oh, you might as well check to see if you are blessed. If when people, if when you show up, people feel tense, you might as, oh, God help me. If when you show up, people aren't happy, you better ask yourself, am I blessed by God? Because when you're blessed by God, people are always happy to see you. Because there's an aura that comes off from you that they just love, that they, they like it, they enjoy it. Prove that, preacher. When you come to church, one of the reasons why people come to church is because they want to feel good. <laughs> you didn't know that, did you? They want to feel good. Well, what is that that made them feel good when they come? The blesser is in the house. The blesser is in the house. And let me tell you something. I tell you this all the time. The blesser is so good to us that when we come, even when, because some of you know you're feeling this right now, even when I speak some of God's word to you that that just is uncomfortable, you still feel good. Because you know, yeah, I need to do that. I'm not doing that. But you know what? I will always let you know that God still wants to help you and still loves you and will still work with you if you will work with him. You will always leave the presence of God feeling better than when you first came into a place. If the presence of God is there, it should make you feel better. And we, as the children of God, if we are blessed, then wherever we show up, people should feel better. Sidney Smith, the witty clergyman, said, always make it a rule to make somebody happy every day. Who are you making happy every day? Who did you make happy today? Well, if you're blessed, you should be making somebody happy. Uh Uh-huh. Aren't you happy? Uh Uh-huh. I will make thee a blessing. When this promise came to Abraham, surely the very essence of it was that Abraham was to be made a blessing to the world by virtue of his connection with the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ. Our Lord was descended from the lineage of of Abraham. When he came into this world, he didn't took upon him. The form of angels, but he took upon him the seed of Abraham. Abraham became a blessing to the whole world. And now spiritually, we who believe are the children of Abraham. We come not into covenant as they do are merely descendants from Abraham after the flesh. But we come in with the descendant of Isaac. The child of promise, born not after the flesh, but after the power of the spirit. And so we become heirs of salvation by virtue of the faith which was in Abraham and which dwells also in us by the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
Because Abraham believed. I don't know. We're seeing these things because Noah believed and he built an ark. We still had human remains to start over population of this world. So Noah did what he was supposed to do. Abraham did what he was supposed to do. Today we're here because there were some people that decided to answer and respond and obey the call of God. The question is, will you obey the call of God and become a great nation and have your name great and be blessed? Blessed so God can bless you. And so I ask you to stand as I close. If you and I are to be made a blessing to others, it must be by our bringing the Lord Jesus Christ to those who we meet from day to day. Do not talk to a friend without speaking of your Savior. Do not be long in a house without introducing that saving name of Jesus. There is so much of, of, of our Savior and, and so much sweetness of him and so much that, that, that can make people comfortable and, and, and people can experience healing when we share Jesus with them. I will bless thee and thou shalt be a blessing. Oh, that we would all first come to him and find the blessing that is treasured up in him and then go forth and be a blessing to our own family and to all that are around us. You are blessed by God to be a blessing to others. Can you look into your life and see if you have been a blessing to others? And if you have not been a blessing to others, should you ask yourself, am I blessed? Because if I am blessed, why aren't I blessing others? If I'm blessed, why aren't others being blessed by my life? Mm -hmm. When we respond to the call of God by obeying his instructions to follow him and to be separated from ungodliness and separated from self-centeredness, being born again of the water and of the spirit. He make our name great. He makes us a part of his great nation. He then bless us that we can bless others. And so you are blessed to be a blessing. That goes against how we normally conduct our life because we like to get what we have and we like to hold on to it and go in the corner and enjoy it by ourselves. Or we get what we get and we flaunt it, but nobody gets any of it. And so that's what we normally do with our life. And God is always trying to tell us in so many ways that what you have is not just for you. What God has given you is not just for you. He gave it to you so you can give it to somebody else. So you can give it away. So you can be a blessing to someone. And so I challenge you today to understand if you're going to utter the words that you are blessed, I want you to hear my voice in your head, hear my voice in your mind saying, but am I being a blessing? Am I making others happy? Do, am I an example when I show up? Do people want me? Or you are not to them. That's what they do on Facebook. 
They let you think that their life is great. And that will into frustration because you're going to look at your life and say, why aren't my life this good? Why isn't my life this good? Why are their lives so great and mine not? So if you're going to be a blessing, don't show up telling them about you. Show up making it about them. Because you know you're blessed already, so why you got to tell them about you? You're already taken care of. So show up taking care of them because you're already of blessed blessings. You are blessed to be a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing. I am blessed to be a blessing. Oh, somebody hear me today. We're, we're done. We're going to get out of here. We're going to pray. We're going to get out of here. But we got to say that if I'm blessed, it's for me to be a blessing. It's not for me to walk around and say, I'm blessed and highly favored. It's for me to say, I'm going to be a blessing to somebody. So let's take just a couple of minutes, two or three minutes, and just talk to the Lord and ask him to transform your life by his spirit. Ask him to bless you so you can be a blessing. But also, if you have not become a part of the nation of God by being born again, the origin, the language, the, 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 the lifestyle, the, the laws of how you govern your life, the government that reigns and rule over you, the, lang- the, the language and the land, all of those things. Get connected and become a part of the nation. Don't be on the side. Don't be a spectator, but become a participator. Let God do what he wants to do in your life. I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody, the Holy Ghost is in this place right now. And if you would just yield yourself and say, God, I heard your word. Now let your spirit take over right now. Before we leave, let your spirit do what nothing else or nobody else can do. We ask, Almighty God, that you reign supremely in our heart and in our life, Lord God. That change will come to us today. That, Lord, we will not be the same again. Because, Almighty God, you, oh God, are the great one. The one that can just change lives, that can transform lives. You are the one that blesses, uh, that we can be a blessing. And so today we ask, Almighty God, if we have not been blessed, will you bless us, Lord God? And let us understand that we are blessed. So wherever we go, whatever we do, we will become a blessing. We must be first blessed by you if we're going to be a blessing to others. So I ask today, Lord God, that no person under the sound of my voice will leave the same way but that change will come and the blessings will flow that wherever they go Lord God it will begin to ooze out of them and people will begin to know that they've been sent by you that they are your vessel and your instrument in the name of Jesus Christ Lord 
I pray that somebody today will hear the voice of God, will hear the words of God, will hear the words of eternal life and respond in obedience and respond in faith and say yes to your will and go as you have called them and do what you want them to do and follow your instructions. Oh God, I pray that you will flow your blessings in their life, in their home, in their families. Lord, let your will be done that they will be blessed to be a blessing in the name of Jesus. I thank you today, Lord God. I thank you for this wonderful day. I thank you for blessing us. I thank you for showing up in this place. I thank you, oh God, for working your work in this house today. Lord, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done as we go from this place today, Lord God. Will you let your hand be upon us? Let you allow, will you allow your spirit to reign and rule in our lives? We give you the praise. We give you the honor. We thank you, Lord God. We bless your name. There is none like you. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the most high God. You are he which is, which was, and which is to come. The only wise God. The only true and living God. Oh, blessed be the name. Let's lift our hands and thank him today. Come on, thank him today. Thank him today. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. God bless you and have a great day. Let's thank him. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name, oh God. Have your way! Have your way! Thank you, Jesus. 